Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. Is Ben interested in football? They play football in Canada. <laughs> isn't it? Uh, isn't it rugby up there? I think so. Different kind right. of football. I think there is the CFL though, the Canadian yeah. Football League. If I'm not my life, I still have no idea how it's played. <laughs> I don't. But I can't get a consistent connection. Yeah, hang on, Ben. Ben's having some some AirPod problems apparently. Well, uh, you no, know, really, it connects, and then it, for some reason. It's probably it's probably too damn cold up there. The battery um, probably it is. There it goes again. They're getting fucked. that signal across the border. So that's the problem. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! Somebody, somebody, Google how far he is from Nova Scotia. Well, probably <laughs> out there. Myself, well, hang on. Probably he might be closer to Prince Edward Island. Yeah, likely. Not. I'm not up on my Canadian geography. He is seven hours and fifty-two minutes from Nova Scotia. He is. So he's closer than he is to us for sure. Wow. Yeah, that 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 is true. Now that you mention it, he's closer to Wait. freaking Nova Scotia than he is to Tennessee. Yeah. Well, Junior Junior's heard the story before, but uh, I probably didn't tell you the seniors. But I've got a very good friend of mine who goes moose hunting every year in Nova Scotia, and they drive three thousand miles to get there. Good then they Lord. have to get on a ferry with the truck and everything, for an eight-hour trip. Then when they get there, they have to clear the trees. To start okay, to hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. All right, before we start, I'm going to try the link through the email because I don't know what's going on with the phone. It's not working. So hang on just a okay. moment. I mean, there's a little bit of spice difference, but with a cigar, it's hard to really tell. I mean, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're not like, it's not like I puff the cigar and I'm like, oh, that, that's cayenne pepper specifically or, yeah. you know, ancho chili powder or something ludicrous. Right. I've, I've, again, I've probably told Junior this before, but uh, Jose Blanco uh, once told me that he can actually taste about five things of cigars, and that's it. Where all the rest of that stuff comes from, he doesn't have a clue. Yeah, Lowry's seasoning <laughs> salt. <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> no, Lowry's is trash. You meant Tony Sasher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, Jerry, I think in this, this podcast, you're going to be covering... Uh, pretty much that topic, if I'm not mistaken, about the cigars and prices and whatever. Oh well, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to get to that one because I'm, I'm that's gonna, that's gonna be good. Yeah, just, I'm already I'm, I'm putting quarters in the piggy bank. Yeah, yeah. I just stumbled across this uh, the other day when I'm just kind of surfing, looking around the old interweb there for something to talk about. And this is a jewel, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> no, oh yeah, that no. one for that one for sixty thousand dollars. I'm. I'm I'm shooting to do that one in about 2050. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. I want the last one. I want the last one. Even though it's a Gurkha? (laughs) Specifically because it's a Gurkha. I have to. What I want to know know is what factory they're rolled in. You know, he uses about four or five different factories. It can be rolled in King Louis XIII's ass for all I care. There's no (laughs) way. It's worth that fucking much. I don't care what they do to it. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll yeah, I had not gotten 
all the way down to the last one. I was kind of reading it as we were talking, and holy crap! But oh, we'll get into I that mean, in a moment. Just, <laughs> there's just something about that brand that's just trying. It, it's just awful. It's just so yeah. far fetched. Like this is just ridiculous. You, you know what? To hell with the agenda. Um, this is the Cigar Tipsy Podcast. Ben, uh, Jerry, Senior, Junior, we're all here, and what we're we're talking about here. Uh, Jerry brought this up, uh, a Jet Set Magazine article. I'll, I'll let him kind of uh, introduce the basics here, but we'll talk about some of these wild uh, uh, Swarkovsky Chris. <laughs> I can barely say that. Swarkovsky Crystal. Swarkovsky. That's, that's not yeah. right. That's not yeah, right. Whatever. What is it? What's the correct way? Go ahead, Ben. You jumped in. What What happened? What was the question? What's the correct how way? Do you correctly, how do you correctly... Honestly, oh, it's Swarovski. No. Okay, there you go. Swarovski. Now, now, fellas, just notice there's three of us who don't know how to hell to how to uh, to say it, and yet we have one man with a jet set there. It's a Canadian thing. Swarovski. Yeah, I mean, Swarovski. You're, you're talking to uh, a guy, two people that are in Tennessee, and one that's in Kentucky, uh, Ohio. That's originally yeah. from Kentucky. We don't. Yeah, from Kentucky. We don't worry yeah. about pronunciation too. We're diverse, <laughs> diversity is kind of the cornerstone of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so anyway, I will let uh, Jerry kind of introduce us to this article and some of these, a few of these okay, I've well, never even heard of. It's wild. Okay, fellas, thanks. Uh, yeah, I just ran across this. I was just kind of surfing the interweb there, looking for something interesting to bring to the show. And I just happened on this article that came from Jet Set Magazine. And before we get into it very much at all, I do want to point out I am not part of the Jet Set. Uh, as they point out, we're Alabama and Kentucky folks. More of the cornbread set, but anyway, except for Ben. <laughs> so, anyway, the name of this article, let me bring it back to Bird again, was Exclusive Smoke, the top five executive rated cigars in the world. Now, I thought that was kind of interesting too. What they're rated by is price, not by quality or anything else, but anyway, that's just my issue. But, anyways, we go down there, so we look at the five here, and the first one that pops up is actually almost a bargain basement cigar for this group. It's the King of Denmark limited edition cigar. It's produced by the World Danish Cigars. And actually something else I noticed besides everything else, the fact that these cigars are nine inches long. Uh, is that like an A or what, fellas? What is that? Or just a long cigar? It's like a Grand Toro or something, I think. Yeah, anyway, the cigars are nine inches long having been having several- Swarovski. Thank you. Swarovski crystals wrapped in gold foil and embossed with the buyer's name. Okay. Now that one, one of the reasons it is ex considered exclusive is reproduction. You only make about 30 of them a day. So you can uh, snatch up these right now for 150 bucks a cigar, which, you know, is a bargain in this group, this group. And moving oh, up yeah. to number, yeah, moving up to number four, we find Arturo Fuente Opus X Limited. Uh, apparently in 2003, because it was their 10th anniversary of the Opus X uh, collection, they made an exclusive, they made, oh, let me see here. They made 100 boxes uh, that was exclusive collection of uh, all the Opus X cigars. The uh, handcrafted humidor is made from Macassar veneer, yellow eye maple, and red Bardona veneer, uh, and they hold approximately 100 cigars. I guess that's pretty close there anyway. But the price on those right now are running about $30,000 per box. And again, very exclusive since you only made 100 boxes, which that figures out to what? About $300 a stick, I believe? 
Yeah, that hurts. Um... Yeah, something like that. So anyway, uh, you know, in this group, that doesn't seem so too outrageous because let's face it, those those are great cigars. Uh, number three, we're stepping up to one I've never heard of. Regis Double Corona. Are you guys familiar with those? I've never heard of them. So I know okay. the Regis brand. I've had a few Regis cigars, but never anything okay. close to what they're offering right here. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, if you have, I'd be, I'd be surprised if any of us have, because uh, <laughs> what, what's going on here is the fact that if you get their special edition Double Corona, they will fly you, all expenses included, to First make an offer to visit the manufacturing facility for a private tour so you can develop your own unique blend. And it says here, take home thousands of your custom created role masterpieces. Okay, and that's all for $60,000. I kind of wonder if we don't have a misprint there because a thousand cigars at 60,000 would only be what, about six, six, $60 a piece. So I would think that that's probably a hundred, which would put it at about $600 a stick. Okay. That sounds about right. It's going up in price. So that's probably right. Right, right. And uh, this cigar you can find at, uh, uh, it actually said Nat Sherman in, in, in Fifth Avenue, New York. I don't know how dated this was. Mandarin Oriental in Hong Kong and Davidoff of London. Okay. Yeah. So just keep track of your fellas as we're going up here. All right. So uh, number two in this group would actually be another one of your, your usual suspects. And that's a Cohiba Bihiha. Okay. Bihike. No, our Bihiha. I looked it up how to spell it phonetically. But you, you will go to the Canadian spelling. It'll make, it'll make him happy. What the? F it's the same. It, anyway, uh, the thing of it is, this one is something that came out for the fourth, the fourth anniversary for this particular brand. Uh, it's uh, there were only a humidor's again made and with uh, 40, 40 cigars. Okay, uh, this humidor was made by the renowned French maker in Ebony, uh, French manufacturer Ile Blue. So, uh, what we're looking here is $18,000 for 40 sticks. So, I think we're looking at a what there, fellas. Uh, I think I figured this out before $400, about 400 something dollars each. Uh, yeah, it's more than that. It's it's eighteen thousand dollars for forty sticks. It comes out to about about six hundred a stick. Okay. Oh, 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 40. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong one. Yeah. yeah. That was Canadian yeah, map. That's Canadian <laughs> map. Okay. So moving it's, along uh, to number one, which I'm sure we all appreciate the fact that it happens to be a Gurkha. I'm gonna vomit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna vomit. It is. Right. Drum roll. Yeah. Worker Royal Cartisan Cigar, okay? This cigar is hand-rolled and infused with Remy Martin, Black Pearl, Louis the 13th uh, Cognac, which sells for $165,000 a bottle. Yeah. The cigar is filled with rare Himalayan tobacco that's been watered only with Fiji water. Mm -hmm. Each piece is wrapped in leaf of gold and cigar brands, and a cigar's band is embroidered with diamonds to at least five carats. In addition, now I love this part, guys, to ensure product quality, only selected hand rollers permitted to do this. And while they're rolling these cigars, they are blindfolded, so not to have any distractions. Really? <laughs> yeah. And finally, finally, fellas, if you want to buy one of these cigars, they will have a private messenger with white gloves Deliver that cigar to you wherever you are in the world. Okay, so you know, pretty good deal when you think about it. And do something and else with that white glow on his hand for that kind of money. And fellas, <laughs> fellas, you get all that for a mere one million dollars per cigar. Oh well, hell, can they deliver it to my truck? Well, I tell you what, 
I'm going to make an announcement right now. If anybody's out there listening that wants to purchase one of the cigars, please contact me because I would love to have the commission. Yeah, a million dollars a cigar, like. <laughs> tell me, uh, tell me, Jerry, do they sell these in bundles? Uh, I doubt. It. <laughs> in bundles, uh, and, you get a ten pack or a five pack on the cigar yeah, website. What, what it is, you get a you get a ten pack and you get five hundred grand off, so it's ten for yeah. nine and a half. Actually, million. actually. If you just get like a hundred cigars and got one bottle of that Remy Martin Louis, the bullshit, whatever it is, you could just soak them all in that and it would cost you a fraction of what it would because you could just do ben, it your damn ben, self. Ben, that's yeah. Remy Martin Black Pearl Louis the thirteenth, okay? That's ignorant is what that is. <laughs> that's ignorant. Now I'm curious, do the well, they said the, the diamonds were in the band. Uh, but on the first one. The Swarovski yeah, crystals. Swarovski Those are layer. fake. Well, it's just glass. It's not. Yeah, diamonds. but they're actually but inserted in the cigar. In right? the cigar. Right, yeah. Does it yeah. does it make it smoke better? That's, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> I mean, do you smoke the smoke the crystals? Do you um, do you take them out? I know you remove the band. Do you remove the crystals and put holes and perforate your wrapper before you smoke it? Is that what happens? Yeah. yeah and, <laughs> Maybe know, it's crystal meth. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So when you get that to that, the last third, you get into a glass pipe. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You that's know, that's, um, that's an interesting business idea. We could go Breaking Bad with this. Yeah. And, and go bed, Breaking Worse. In, embed know, crystal meth into our cigars. That's, that's like an all-in-one. So, no, nah, never mind. I'm just, I just started to say, one of the things I've noticed about this, obviously, uh, whoever wrote this article, is not really that much in the cigars, I wouldn't think, because you know the only detail they have is just how expensive they are. Uh, only one mentions anything about the tobacco, and that's the uh, the, the uh, Gurkha, of course. It's rare Himalayan tobacco. It must be really rare. I know I never heard of it, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. that's for like and, and only Fiji water. Only yeah, that's, that's Fiji like water. Yeah, yeah. That that and, and blindfolding blindfolding the rollers. I got a big kick out of that too. Yeah, I'd like to. No. Honestly, I'd like to see a video of that. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got a I got a question with the Fiji water though. So what do they do when it rains? They got people that go out there and stand with an umbrella to keep the rain from getting on it. Fucking yeah, better yeah. for that kind of money. I, well, for a million dollars a stick, they better. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hold their mouth yeah. open, spit it into a cup for all I care. You're gonna yeah. me, I'm gonna get the best fucking quality I can get my hands on. <laughs> why would I spend a million dollars for a cigar that the roller can't quite tell if they did a good job or not? Because what is the so being blindfolded hinders the quality, not helps it. Well, the idea is they won't be distracted. They will have all their attention on that particular cigar. It's like going to the head of the DMV for a driving test. And he's like, okay, guys, we're going to do this. Ben, put your blindfold on, put your foot on the gas, put it in drive. Like, no, 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 <laughs> not, no. Hey, interesting question for you. What's your opinion? How, 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 what would you consider the most money that a cigar should cost? Just in your opinion. I mean, if, if the absolute top best cigar in the world should sell for what? From this list or total? Like anywhere. But, from, from your, your ideas about that. I think, so if I'm looking from this list, personally, I think the Cohiba is probably the only one, and even that's overpriced, but I think it, if I had to guess, would come closest to its value for money. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I haven't personally I, smoked one, but everyone who has smoked one has given a top review. They've only said good things about it. So even if it's so, the Gurkha 750 is bullshit. I think somewhere around a hundred ish is about to me the 
a limit for what I think. If you, if you once you start getting to like that uh, Bianco Oro from Davidoff, that's five hundred dollars a stick, or that uh, that one from Merkitt. So I think once you get to that, I think it's just showing that you have money. But from yeah, this list, the Bihiki, whatever you say, is about the only one that I would spend splurge extra money to get. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And by, well, the way, uh, that, that, by the way, uh, Ben Net is one million, not seven fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all because you're, it's it's diamonds and gold. It doesn't increase the quality of the. I think there's a point of diminishing return. Tobacco oh, can be really yeah. good, but only that's, so good. That, that's the point I'm getting at because you know, you know how much difference? Say, how much difference between the, the best cigar and the second best cigar? I mean, uh, you know, to me, it, like we just said, there's there's a point of diminishing returns. You know, so. Actually, you know, we talked about this before. I actually have smoked two of those Majesty's request, request. Yeah. Uh, $900 a stick. Holy and shit. The, the only reason I smoked those is because, uh, you know, I got peeps. <laughs> Manufacturers. Okay. And uh, frankly, uh, I thought it was a very mediocre bottle of cigar. It's not 900 bucks. Like, I just don't know what tobacco more could do. I've had some really nice, clean, I mean, not like the heat case, but I've had some really good cigars. And if I'm scoring that 15 to 20, to me, that's like a top end that I would like normally pay. Yeah. But I think, you know, once you get into the Swarovski crystal and the diamonds, you're paying for the opulence of the bullshit fanfare around it. But tobacco in and of itself can only be good, but it can't be, yeah. you know, it's only, it's still leaves, unfortunately, you know, because there's only so much it can do. Well, anyway, kind of sum things up, fellas. You know, if you want it, you got the money and you want to buy it, go right ahead. So. Have you tried any of the Opus X? I mean, that seems yeah. like something that's somewhat attainable. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I do you like, like Opus X? Yes, I do. Yeah, I've got two two set in the humidor now. They're, I haven't had one in a long uh, time. But God, they're really probably like seven, seven or eight years old from, at this point. They're from 2013. The two that's in the aging humidor from 2013. Yeah. When are you going to smoke it? Good question. I don't know. It's kind of a we've kicked that around. We've got two of them. Put that. Hey, hey, Ben, that's kind of that's kind of a personal question there, you know? No, no it isn't. <laughs> that's a perfectly <laughs> legit question. <laughs> you got cigars, when are you going to smoke them? I don't think it's any of your damn business. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, what about like retirement? That seems like something that's... It's, it's, it's the experience, Ben. The time has to be right, okay? Well, you got to have, you know... Inuits piss Fiji water on your tobacco to make it whatever they do. So you know, unless you get that kind of quality, I just don't. I just don't see what the point is. Yeah. Didn't you well, say that the Gurkha one, the 750 cigars, made the same factory where you had the vicarious? Made? It was like the rollers one, next to it. That's one. That's one of the. That's one of the. Uh, the factories you use. I think he uses five altogether. <laughs> okay. Oh man, Gurkha is always letting me down. <laughs> every fucking time i see there's something with cigars that's cost too much for the value of money they're always on the forefront every every time ben you got lower your expectations buddy damn right <laughs> I, i'm asking too much yeah. all right senior you sent in an article this week to uh talk about that one well it wasn't so much the article as just the the preface of the cigar box the uh the articles in smith Shit, I can't talk. Smithsonian Magazine, if anybody wants to put forth the effort to find it. And it was uh, some artifacts from the uh, Giza tomb out of the Great Pyramid that were, I don't know if you would consider them stolen or taken uh, in 1872. 
and they made their way into a uh, cigar box in Aberdeen University over in Scotland. And the deal was the cigar box had an old Egyptian flag on it, but it wound up getting misplaced or miss whatever in an Asian exhibit. And when a curator here recently realized, wait a minute, that's Egyptian, it's not Asian. And they opened it and realized, you know, there's some artifacts from back uh, that were taken in the uh, late 1800s that date back uh, about 4,500 years. And part of it was uh, some cedar things that were shaped similar to, might've been a little tool of some kind or something of that nature. And they weren't completely sure if it was made in you know 4500 years ago or it was a tree 4500 years ago so they yeah. they couldn't pinpoint exactly when the tool was made but my my thing i was going to throw out to the group based on that is you know what are some of the things that uh you know cigar boxes in your realm or somebody you know uh uses cigar boxes for other than just to store cigars and I know uh, a guy that Mark and I know, or Junior and I know, uh, Alan Adair, he makes uh, cigar box guitars, uh, lamps, end tables, a lot of other things. Yeah. And me personally, I had, uh, when I had my boat, I used a vicarious blue box. I had it opened up and used it as a little mini bar because it would hold uh, three 375 milliliter bottles, a couple of glasses, a cutter, and a lighter. And I just had it kind of displayed out there. Now, the box itself would have probably been worth some money, but uh, the guy that blended them, he, he scribbled all over the box one time. So I, you yeah. know, I guess that devalued the box. Considerably. It just, yeah, it don't, yeah, don't put it on the auction website. Not yeah, you know, I, I, been defiled. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure of his name, but his initials was Jerry Garrett, I believe. You know? <laughs> jerk, I think. Was, was jerk, I don't know. Something, something ruined it. But, but no, I, I kid. That uh, actually, when I sold the boat, the that cigar box was one of the things that uh, didn't go with the boat. Uh, that yes. one, uh, it, it was from the first time that. Junior and I ever met Jerry and Darlene. It was at a cigar event in Chattanooga, and uh, he was kind enough to sign the box of blues that I had bought. Well, actually, yeah. actually, the rest of the story where there was there, I was between them and the door, and I wouldn't leave until they told me I liked the cigars. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to go there, but, yes, all right. You know, it, was, it was a minor, but, uh, minor hostage situation. Yeah. <laughs> minor. <laughs> Is there any? Uh, any unique ways of cigar box usage that you guys are familiar with uh, that you want to throw out there? I got a friend yeah. of mine who uses a, the box of El Productos, and Jerry, I think you know what that's from. Yeah. As, sure. That was George Burns, right? So she mm -hmm. uses that. She, she does a lot of art stuff. So she uses an art supply box. Yeah. Well, one of the things hiding back, if you all can remember your childhood, was too, did you guys have cigar boxes to keep your marbles and stuff in? Yeah, the old slide top cigar box. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I've got a uh, Perdomo slide top on my um, 
uh, on my desk right now that's got uh, I keep like all sorts of little doodads and mints and gum and stuff that's just just sits there on the desk just I've got a couple of couple of them sitting around that I use just for random storage yeah and, and ladies do make them for purses too I've seen that done very often I will use yeah. the vicarious boxes as kindling to start a bonfire that's typically <laughs> what I'll, I'll because they burn real well you know so I just stick them in there light them up and it, it burns great that's okay you're up in Canada you need the heat damn yeah, right really, that's what I was going to say I mean he's, he's got to burn anything he can get his hands on <laughs> <laughs> yeah now I want to ask you something because about the cigar box from Egypt on the front of the box it says 1637 but you're saying the parts that they the whatever artifacts they found inside were from 4,000 years ago yeah. Yeah. They, well, they were taken from the tomb in, I think, 1872. Okay. And, and one guy had held on to them till, uh, I think, the 1940s or something like that. I don't remember the exact dates. But then uh, they were given to the university there in Aberdeen, Scotland, to put on display in their museum, and they disappeared. And they went missing for several decades Oh! until just recently, somebody, the box had been put in an Asian display at the museum. I see. And somebody that knew enough to know that that was an old Egyptian flag on the box chose to open it. And it's like, wow, look what I found. I wonder how many other rare things that people have stored away for God knows decades, just under a bed or inside a wall or something because people use them for storage for all kinds of stuff it's, it's been you know so i don't know it's it's just really cool that a cigar box i mean i wonder what cigars were in them <laughs> i don't know that would be a good thing to, the same to know thing. yeah the same thing is that fiji water shit or you know what are we talking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's By actually a uh, pretty impressive I know. I was looking at that. It's actually a really cool looking. Like that's pretty ornate with the inlay and all that stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, it was well done. Yeah, probably a Gurkha box. Gross all day. Can't stand that company. <laughs> well, I, I probably again. I probably told Junior this, but I don't know if I've told you other guys. But I bought an antique humidor in antique store store a couple years ago. And did not even notice when I got home. When I got home, it had a box of Roy Tan cigars in it. You remember those? War Tan? Roy Tan cigars. Okay. No. Okay. I haven't heard that. Anyway, box. I opened the box up, and there was one cigar missing. And the box topped. The box said Roy Tan's five for a quarter. And oh, some, wow. Somebody had written on the inside of the box June 6, nineteen forty-two. Oh, that's cool. So you never know how things lay around when they're going to pop up, you know? Yeah, it sits there for years and nobody right. bothers it. Five for a quarter. Five for a quarter. It's like Babe Ruth. It's that kind of era. Yep. Interesting. Who was it? Whose vice presidential candidate was it that said, what the station need is a good five dollars, a five, five cent cigar? Who was that? I can't uh, remember that. Oh, shit. I know that quote. Is it Groucho? No, no, this guy was actually Groucho vice president. Was vice president. <laughs> Groucho Marx was vice president? No, that's what I said he's not. <laughs> I'm just listen, saying, you know. Listen, you, 
world is crazy out there what right the now, man. You don't know. With, what is going on with Canadian education these days? Yeah, right. Oh, That's not interesting thing about the United States. I mean, no, well, ben, there, there, Ben, there would be a good, you know, good jump for you for the next trip. Uh, the next, excuse me, next show is look that up. Find who did say that. Okay. I'm thinking it was either FDR's vice president or Truman's. I think it's FDR's. Probably FDR. Or no, yeah, it was it was before like Kennedy, you know, it was way before. So I'll look it up. I'll figure it out. You know what I find funny though is if you look at A1 steak sauce, Tom, it was founded. Um, oh please. Uh, Thomas R. Marshall, the twenty-eighth vice president of the United States. That's what he said. Oh, okay. Okay, so Junior types faster than I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am using a computer and not a phone, so that helps. Uh, okay. oh, wow. what, what year was the senior? He was vice president under who? Uh, it was 1913. Okay, so that would have been Waddle. Wilson, maybe? Hang on. Oh, well. Yeah, Woodrow Wilson. Okay. And no, Ben, I don't remember, okay? You were there live. <laughs> oh, we thought Jerry was his campaign manager that That's year. What it was. Yeah, it was. He was his campaign manager. That was another life. What can I tell you? Nothing here to see, fellas. <laughs> Just move along. And move along. Yeah. <laughs> What's next on the agenda? Oh, let's see what we got here. Let me get rid of the Thomas Marshall window. And uh, well, this one we'll move on to Ben's topics. We'll let we'll let Ben have a have a swing at something here. But I, I found it interesting. The um, <laughs> and this is this is one of those that you can't believe somebody's that stupid. But let, let's go with the pipe bomb story. Okay. Oh, you want to start with that one? All right. Yeah. Let's let's call that one. Let me get it. No, not that one. Hang on. Yeah, and if anybody is wondering what's happening, I keep changing. It's, it's, it's like a the freak of the, of the week. Agenda. Yeah. So this, I'm just this fucking moron. I'm just gonna call him. It just is. This, this moron. So what he did was, I'll, I'll just kind of read you the article because it's just easier. Um, so this guy made a homemade cigar storage. Um, he was at the airport in New York, and he said the TSA officers found a quote suspicious device that resembled a pipe bomb in the man's carry-on bag when he was going through security at LaGuardia. <laughs> Two torch-style lighters, which you can't do, and a container made out of PVC pipe and end caps were found in the bag. So when officers opened the container, they found, and this is gross, a partially smoked cigar inside. All right, that's <laughs> gross. All right, the traveler told officers he uses the homemade container as a cigar humidor. The, you know, so cigar humidors are contained designed to maintain a certain humidity level and all that. So the New York resident, this schmuck, had to leave, he had to leave his creation behind. Officers told him that the other passengers and flight crew could also mistake it for a pipe bomb. He surrendered the container and lighters to TSA for disposal. So Robert Duffy, who's TSA's federal security director at LaGuardia, said in the release, he said that officers are, quote, vigilant about looking for explosive devices. <laughs> so he said, so. fortunately, it turned out not to be an explosive device. But had he pulled it out during his flight, it could have caused a panic. <laughs> that's, that's what he said. And so he said it was a good catch on the part of the officers who were staffing the checkpoint, Duffy said in the release. 
Um, I'm like, there's just so much stupidity to go with it. Like you, I did Ted Kaczynski teach you nothing. I mean, did we learn nothing from pipe bombs and whatever? It's just, no, I want to say I'm I'm a man who, and I think this applies to all four of us, but I'm a man who has a lot of humidors. Small ones, yeah. big ones, yeah. round ones, square ones, whatever. I got a new one. Some of them travel related, some of them desk related, whatever. But I want yeah. to introduce this man to an amazing invention that yeah, is it really gonna, it's gonna revolutionize his life and it's called a Ziploc fucking bag. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, cheaper to, you don't have to, it's just, it's already put together, you zip it and they can see it and everything. Yeah, right. you can see through it. You can see exactly what's in it. it. It actually holds a bunch of cigars. I've traveled with Ziploc bags. For somebody with this many you know humidors, weird, I've like traveled with more Ziploc his... bags than... Yeah, it went through his mind. He says, I'm going to take this piece of PVC pipe, put plastic end caps, which in no way resembles anything we, we've ever heard of called a pipe bomb, put it in my <laughs> bag and go through LaGuardia, and they're just going to say, oh, that's a suspicious, you know, IED. That's fine. We'll just, it's cool. Just go ahead and pass it through. It, and then two torch lighters. Like you can't, I mean, they can be in carry on, but they can't check them in and you can't have. A, and they have to be oh empty God. for that matter. I mean, even Look, if you're going to bring a torch lighter, it's got to be empty. To, premium tobacco cigar users get enough flack from the FDA, the government and smokerism. I don't need a fucking moron to, and, to embellish. Well, okay. people. You know, it's like, you're supposed to be the smart one and you're not. Mm-hmm. You're no, and you bad. can bring you can bring a lot of cigars on a plane. Like yeah. when, I, when I went to Cincinnati and Barry took me around, showed me the area, and I flew home. I flew home with like a hundred cigars. So like the tobacco <laughs> is not the problem. You. I promise you. Nobody cares as long as they know that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, I mean the, the other one, of, the TSA agent was like, "Oh, do, do you like cigars?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Just had to make that joke. Yeah, yeah. I'm not giving you any. Of course, <laughs> of course, you realize he was flying in and out of Kentucky, so <laughs> yeah. They they put PVC oh, yeah. pipes in your bag as you go through. That's right. That's a, that's a whole other story in of itself. Damn right. Since the Cincinnati Ohio airport is not in Cincinnati; it's in Kentucky. Uh, what do they call it? The Northern Kentucky Cincinnati Airport, or something like Greater, that. Greater Cincinnati Airport. Okay. Yeah. So, well, the funny part was I, I told Jerry when I was coming up there, I was like, hey, don't worry about it. I'll just get an Uber from your house. And he's like, um, no, you don't want to do that. I'm no, like, no. And he's like, no, it's like an hour. It's like an hour drive between the two. He's like, that would be a very expensive Uber. Yeah, where where we live, we, we live a little bit north of Cincinnati, so it's probably 50 miles down the airport. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, if you ever go to uh, Cincinnati, you will be flying into Kentucky. Yeah, and and I will pick you uh, up, okay? <laughs> huh. And uh, the Denver airport's the same way. Yeah, the you Denver fly into Denver, Denver, and you're, yeah, you're in the middle of nowhere, at least an hour from, you know, the actual city of Denver. Well, that's because there's an underground city under the Denver airport for the rich people when all the shit hits the fan, like on January 20th. <laughs> you know, conspiracy theories for you. You don't believe me? Ask Jesse Ventura. Are we going to start having a conspiracy corner now, or what? Yeah, we are on yeah. this next article. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call your, I'm gonna call your buddy up there and have him uh, school me on stuff, and then I'll, I'll, I'll uh, regurgitate the material. There you go. There you go. 
I'm still waiting on the, and this is, admittedly, yeah. this is an inside joke, but I'm still waiting on all those uh, those warrants to be executed and the right and, and the prison ships to start, and the prison ships. Yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's it's coming. I understand. Things take we'll time. save that. We'll save that for conspiracy corner for next show. Next that's show. for our next episode. Oh yeah, that's that's the whole episode in and of itself. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's, there, there's one more story here, but it keeps trying to make me turn off my ad blocker, and it's making me mad. <laughs> Oh, okay. So this one is about Rudy Giuliani, and I can already hear the opinions from you without you guys saying anything. So I'm just going to go over the article, and then we'll we'll talk about it. So basically, Giuliani has now do he's doing like commercials, and he does one. Uh, he does with two different ones. I mean, he does he has a YouTube channel and stuff, but one he does is an advertisement for famous smoke shop. Mm -hmm. He says, if you want a good cigar, go, go to a good cigar shop. If you want the best, go to famous smoke shop. And so they'll deliver your favorite cigars right to your doorstep at America's lowest price. That's one in infomercial there. Right. He does uh, another one for gold. Right. So he talks about, you know, if you, you need to buy gold and silver, it's the only thing that's going to be around when all the money's gone so you know he's just doing he says i accomplished a lot in 2020 exposing the truth establishing a relationship with you I'm like not me he's working tirelessly for america so anyway he's like tell him rudy sent you and be sure to ask them what that what yeah that's that's what i'm going to tell them i call them that and say they're going to hang up if yeah. you call them right now they'll give you up to fifteen hundred dollars of free silver on your first order so he's he's just being an infomercial now it's a lot of, a lot of what celebrities do after they're done you know he's, the, he's morphed into billy mays in other words Kind of, yeah. Billy Mays here for OxyGold, whatever it is. So it has, so, so here's, I don't give a shit that he does the gold thing. He's a schmuck. He can do the gold thing. He's got money. I don't care. What I, what kind of bothers me is that Giuliani has sort of, he, he's been a, a cigar smoker for, you know, he's been like cigar aficionado and all that stuff. The problem is when you get a political face, there's going to be political backlash, no matter which side you're on, Republican, Democrat, doesn't matter. Giuliani represents a segment of people. Right. And he's saying, you know, go to famous smoke shop. He's got pictures of him uh, with Arturo Fuente. So, you know, I mean, he, he's well known to be that. But the problem is, is that if you say go to famous smoke shop and people are like, oh, I hate Giuliani. I will no longer do business with famous smoke shop. Like if I was that, I would be kind of reserved to put my name with a political face, especially now. Julian represents something that a group that a lot of people hate. It doesn't matter what it is, but there are people yeah. that hate him. So those people, if they were to normally smoke, say, like, oh, I don't want to be endorsed by the schmuck. And I don't want, you know, but I just, it's just kind of to me awkward because now it's like, oh, if I go to famous smoke shop, I'm supporting this guy who supports this policy of something. You know what I'm saying? It's a tether uh, there. Yeah, we used to, we actually used to have a cigar tipsters promo code for famous smoke shop. Hell, it may still exist. I don't know, but um uh, free chip CT or something like that. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't really want. We got enough politics and cigars dealing with the FDA. We don't need more political exposure right now. Yeah, I guess you know. I mean, I don't think it really cares. No, I don't think people go to the famous smoke shop. Oh, if I do this, I'm supporting you know abortions or whatever. I don't think it's that you know. But it's just we're well, trying to. I think what Ben's trying to say is if you're in business, uh, if you pick a side in politics, you're going to alienate a potential part of your market. And I completely yeah. agree with it. 
If you go down that road and you say, okay, and if you flipped it to the other side and you had Nancy Pelosi uh, advertising um, (laughs) in the smoke shop, you automatically go to Sophie. First off, that'd be just fucking hilarious. But also, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's going to piss off some. So, I mean, it being seen in the world, if you are in politics and you smoke cigars, I mean, okay, fine. That's people don't like you. But when you start representing a business, like, I, I don't know, as a business, I would have reservations being involved with the political side. Because, I mean, it involves politics, but, it, you know, it's just, it's a different approach. So, I, mean, I don't not, know. Not, not being political, but... I, I, I'm sitting here envisioning a Nancy Pelosi commercial well, for and the last exactly. thing she does is stick the lid in her mouth. Yeah, that's exactly what I was sitting here thinking is, um, you know, if, if I saw a Nancy Pelosi commercial and she's three or four scotches deep and, and puffing on a... lid like a Christmas tree? Just puffing on an 8 by 80 I, I might like the woman a little bit more. It's got an <laughs> asylum ogre. The ogre with, like, the, with the dual wrapper just like, oh my God, you're a beast. I'd be like... I'd be like, sure, fuck, I'll go to a cigar shop with this crazy woman. You know, why not? <laughs> with this crazy woman? Lord knows she can afford to pay. So, I mean, it'd be a free ride. Yeah. Mark, yeah. Mark, I commend your efforts to, to unify us. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to reach out <laughs> to the other side. Uh, but, uh, no. but, yeah, same thing with Giuliani. I mean, it, when you when you focus on him, you're automatically going to piss off the other side. So. Right. Either, either one of them, but I, I, I'm, I'm with Jerry. You know, it's like you you hit it and hit it in spades when you say, "Yeah, you're automatically going, regardless of which side you support." And I don't care. Well, let me support. ask you guys this. Let me get a group opinion on this. Let's say that who, any one of us had a very strong political stance, and Giuliani was just the face of hatred. Like you just could not stand his face. But he endorsed famous one. But you you bought cigars from them, so. Do you think if you saw that endorsement, you had a very strong opinion of Giuliani, would it, would that type of commercial deter you from buying from famous smoke shop if you normally bought from them? Is he going to call for trial by combat? I don't have the answer to that question. <laughs> I think he already did. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're talking about like lances and horses? Is that what you mean? Ben, Google that. You'll, you'll understand. Trial, file, fight, fight, what is it, combat? Yeah, just trial by combat. That, that's your homework for after the show. Okay, well, that's because we're not going. We're not going that political here. But um, no, sorry about that. No, no it's fine. It's it, no. and and we digress. We digress. Nothing to see here. Move along. Move along. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, but to answer I, Ben's question, I would I don't think it would stop me from buying from them. It it might cause me to fire off an email, but I, I don't think I would stop buying from them. Honestly, their, their prices are good enough. I'd probably just keep going because I need I need reason to Well now that too. I am driven by price. So. Yeah. Um, I think I think we all are. I think, yeah. and frankly, celebrity endorsements do nothing for me anyway. So yeah. I don't, I would just bypass it and see how much the cigars are. Yeah, that's like every time Cigar Aficionado pops a cover with, you know, Michael Jordan or uh, Rudy Giuliani or Nick Jonas or whoever. Um, Nick Jonas. You don't remember that whole. You don't remember that whole thing being a controversy when he was on the cover of Cigar Aficionado. Is that that kid with that stupid band? The Jonas Brothers. There's three of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
He's one of them. Uh, yeah. yeah he's he was on the, the cover. Judges and, for a while. He, he oh, was on the cover great. of Star Aficionado in his seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he makes like the most for, hits for a 24 hours, whatever. Yeah. And then and then his fans were like, eh, that's gross. Like fucking teenagers who aren't even old enough to smoke. But anyway, I digress again. Super going off on. Well, a good example for me, one guy who considered to be a total idiot is Dennis Rodman. Yes. You know, we're not being political here, or just to me, the guy's a buffoon. He was absolutely the cover of Cigar Fish United. And it really, honestly, didn't affect me either way, really. I just think he's stupid, so. Yeah, but he's he best friends with Kim Jong-un or whatever. <laughs> yeah, if you, you ever there was a um, strange bedfellows, uh, a good example of that, uh, it would be those two. After basketball, I, yeah, he's done. So, then uh, <laughs> I think this whole episode has been what's grinding our gears, but what, what is grinding your gears tonight? Oh, I'm glad you asked. So, I've been thinking <laughs> about this one. I'm actually writing a blog separate about this, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to word this. And you guys tell me if you agree or disagree. Okay. I disagree. Damn I it, disagree Jerry. Well. I haven't said anything yet. <laughs> gotta... okay. I'm considering the source. Move along. <laughs> okay. All right. Hang on. Okay. So, smoking bans are nothing new. In fact, they've been around since around the 16th century when King James I used to mutilate and torture snuff users and he used to hang pipe smokers in public squares. Rodrigo de Jerez, who was one of Christopher Columbus's crew members, was imprisoned for seven years after being arrested for smoking in public. The Spanish Inquisition had labeled him demonic for blowing smoke out of his nose in public. Now, <laughs> so today we call this demonic act retrohaling, which is actually how we usually taste our cigars. But ever since then, there's been a social battle for whether a person should be allowed to enjoy tobacco in public or not. There's always been a veil of ignorance when it comes to tobacco, specifically premium tobacco, such as hand-rolled cigars and pipe tobacco. There are countless studies completed around the globe by various institutions that prove banning smoking makes this world a better place. However, they are mostly referring to cigarette smokers, which is, as we know, a much different lifestyle as we've discussed many times on this program. Just in case you were not aware, though, there is a major distinction between cigarette smoking and cigars. The problem is, and I've mentioned this many times before, comes from banning tobacco in any form for any reason at any time. Now, if you want to know the chemical and physical and societal impact between the two, I can refer you to one of my other blog pages that explains all that. But this blanketed form of discrimination puts everyone in the same category in the same way that McDonald's hamburgers causes obesity. Therefore, all hamburgers should be outlawed nationwide. It's extremely difficult to teach someone the basic differences between premium and non-premium tobacco users. The methods used to enjoy it, the health benefits versus health risks, et cetera, et cetera. And once again, as in the days of Columbus, our leaders and general public remain willingly ignorant, and they all profoundly agree that all tobacco is bad no matter what. Given the current situation we're in, premium tobacco users are forced to adapt and hopefully educate the public so we can enjoy our Starbucks coffee, cheeseburgers, gallon-sized buckets of soda, and yes, even our premium cigars in peace. 
However, as a premium cigar smoker, there is but one vice that I enjoy above most others. That is to have a matutinal ritual of cigar and coffee in the morning outside enjoying the fresh air. So guess what really grinds my gears? Yep, you guessed it, outdoor smoking bands. Now, before I get too far into this, I wanna make something very clear. This segment is not dedicated to cigarette smokers. Smoking a cigarette's a different lifestyle and has different consequences and even littering issues. I recognize this sounds sort of petulant and childish and has a 1950s leave it to beaver doctor prescribed cancer stick type of mentality, but tonight I'm gonna to discuss this specific segment. I understand smoking indoors, concentrates the smoke, giving your, you, your friends and family and pets a much more precise dosage of cancer. So how do you adapt to this change? Well, one of the ways we've adapted is by building smoking sanctuaries, such as a man cave or utilizing spare garage space. However, if you were to Google search how to build a cigar smoking man cave, you'll find one of the recurring fundamental components of its architecture is proper ventilation and circulating fresh air. If you are already outside, however, you are utilizing 100% of outside ventilation. The entire virtue of enjoying premium tobacco is to relax you and reduce stress. And one of the simplest pleasures in life is enjoying the outdoors, weather permitting, with the very products that nature produces, tobacco leaves. Leaves which have been exquisitely rolled and then lit in a controlled fire of flavors and aromas. Now on the flip side, giving the mass populi back the freedoms to smoke cigars on hiking trails and public parks and outdoor venues, even with my bias, means someone is going to do or has already done something stupid and ruin it for the rest of us. And it will more than likely involve a fire of some kind and someone getting hurt. You can fix and adapt where you enjoy your smoke, but you can't fix stupid. But mutual respect has to be just that, mutual. And if premium tobacco users are adapting every day to make life more comfortable for themselves while trying to maintain respect for our fellow men and women who choose not to smoke, all we ask in return is the same respect. We want to enjoy our great land and we are willing to respect the laws of that land, even if the people in charge of that land are snowflakes. And that's what really grinds my gears. And now you say something. Crickets, applause, anything would have helped. Excuse no, us, man. We were just in awe. Of why? I was going to say, now, you can't expect applause from this crowd. Now. What the hell, man? I took time to type this up. I put words together. What it is, is it's called a pregnant pause. You're, you're letting right. it marinate in its own juice. What are you trying to say? You trying to say I'm fat? Actually, I was folding laundry. That's another point. So. Oh, okay. Well, I, I mean, we can move this right along. I'm, I'm done with the no, <laughs> with my that, fucking rant. That that was well said, man. I, you know, the problem is now the public, the image that people have about tobacco is down to one word: tobacco. Bad. That's it. Yeah, yeah, it is. And they just like, oh, it involves tobacco. It's automatically bad. I'm like, hang on a minute. It's that's not completely yeah. the case. I've always found no. it with the children. Yeah, I've always found it very interesting. You talk to people about cigars and you tell them that it's it's 100% natural products, except for the pectin. They don't know that. They think it's all the additives and stuff that cigarettes have got. Well, and I'll tell you this, you know, when I was growing up, and all of you can, we all have memories of this, like if I were to walk in a park or if I saw someone smoking a pipe or having a cigar, I never gave it a second thought. Like it's just a guy right. doing something. You know, I didn't look at him and say, oh my God, he's, he's putting a hole in the ozone. He's trying to kill children. Like that never crossed. It's just a guy having a smoke or even if it was a cigarette, like, I didn't really care. 
you know? And I don't know if any of you guys see a guy in a park having a cigar. Fuck it, all right, whatever. Like, it doesn't bother, it doesn't really bother anyone, in my opinion. Well, I mean, that we've talked about on a previous episode of, like, when I'll be camping uh, and, you know, have people, interaction with people because I sit outside the camper and smoke. And, you know, it. the majority of them are, you know, some guy asking you what you're smoking and you talk a little about cigars or something like that but uh, you know you do get the occasional one that's you know 150 feet away from me and starts coughing yeah and that's gonna have (laughs) slowism yeah yeah or only smokes davidoff oh yeah i heard the guy that don't (laughs) that asshole you know but you're gonna run into that if you smoke if you're near people i think you're gonna run into that no matter where you are i think that's just that's how it is but overall i mean the majority of people like even when i go like to the beach out here i mean people see me they walk past but nobody's really told me anything i mean that's because we're shunning you well that's (laughs) fine i want to be shunned i would like to i would appreciate being shunned i mean there's more peace and quiet for myself (laughs) you know but, you know, nobody's really coming to me, oh, my God, you're killing small puppy dogs. I'm like, you know, it's just honestly, I'd, make I'd it more of a thing than, than it is. I'd rather them do that than passive aggressively, like, stand over there and start coughing or something. If, it, if you're not really coughing, don't cough. Like, if you have something to say, fucking walk over and say it. But don't do that passive aggressive shit. Yeah, because then I'm just going to smoke more. Yeah. I'm going to walk up to you and puff in your face. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah. But does that make sense? Like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it kind of, uh, just so you're thinking about, I, I have the pleasure or the, I don't know. Uh, anyway, I actually grew up in the 50s, which you guys didn't. But back in the 50s, you know, you had doctors doing testimonials for how healthy certain cigar brands were. Movie stars doing endorsements and stuff like that. Lucky you know? strike. And yeah, oh, in fact, in fact I have a cigarette lighter upstairs from Prudential Life Insurance. It says Prudential Life Insurance on one side, and the other side says for your health. No oh, shit, <laughs> that's funny. Okay, that's back when Coca Cola had cocaine in it. Yeah, yeah. that's good shit. That's what we got to get back to. That's what this country yeah. needs: is a good five dollar bottle of cocaine. Yeah, yeah I, I guess what made me think about that then was the fact that you were talking about you know uh, when you were younger, which I have to go way back. Everybody smoked. <laughs> you go to a restaurant like smoking or non-smoking it didn't really make a difference because the smoke didn't give a shit where your seat was but it didn't you know i didn't like oh my god i used to you guys remember waffle house you guys ever been to one of those Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. Well, Alabama. <laughs> Come on, so, they're, they're on every street corner in uh, Tennessee. Well, there's, there's yeah, not up here. There's not up here in Canada. But back then, yeah. So when you would go in there, how many of you remember going in there at like 1 a.m. You know, drunk, and it yeah. would be just this London fog of smoke, and ash was in all of the eggs and omelets, and it was just like, I don't know, like it was just expected. Like this is great. I'm going somewhere, and it's just a bloom of cancer everywhere i'm like this is heaven but you could still (laughs) ask for the non-smoking section they would smoke the the sausage with cigarette smoke they would just like blow into the screen would just smoke the whatever it was just you know and i didn't care nobody cared first of all and they even smoked on airplanes yeah yeah. they still have ashtrays on them yeah which you can't use but they still have them yeah absolutely uh you you know i'm talking about the time when there wasn't a a non-smoking and smoking area we just everybody was together you didn't think anything about it, you know? And I don't think anyone died necessarily any faster or slower because of that. I doubt it. Yeah, I... But Well, 
let's you know let's face it there is a, a definitely enhanced risk if you're smoking cigarettes that is yeah that is but well, i'm only how many people do you see smoking cigars in public though versus cigarettes yeah probably not many no I, i'm trying to think uh, i'm sure cigarette smoking was everywhere because that's just you yeah, know I, I, yeah it was kind of a rarity at that time it, when i was growing up to see anybody smoking cigars i did see and for, from a time to time you would see somebody there wasn't that much to go around on with thing back then either. It was yeah. more but you know, we're, we're, we're talking about not a tremendous amount of time. I mean, within my lifetime, which I know I'm a little longer than you guys have, but we went from pretty much smoke wherever the hell you want to, wherever you want to smoke to the point now, ooh, bad tobacco, ooh, bad, you know? Cigarette smoking is not healthy, but it's no. ingestion, it's composition, the chemicals, it's, it's, it's yeah. a different thing. It, it's not the same I, I know it, it, it involves tobacco and both but one is it's just designed differently it's so you know um but what, what i'm saying is you know it went from smoking just in general yeah was just totally accepted nobody thought about it now to the point now where it's just getting harder and harder including your own house to find a place where you can literally smoke you know if you sit on your own front porch on the house that you own, then they get, you know, you can call the, the police on you. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you people? There are so many other things we can focus on as a country than that. I would think. But, well, what, what's, one of the things that happened last year was uh, here, the small town that we live in, you know, we live a little bit north of Cincinnati and we have a population of 60,000. And now you're not allowed to smoke in any public areas. City orders. That's so dumb. Yep. I don't know. That's just. You know, Jerry, we're still allowing relocation to Tennessee or Alabama, <laughs> except for Canadians. Now they can't come. Jerry, 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 after his Got Alabama on a moose. There's no way in hell he's moving down there. Can't get up here without a moose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, well, yeah, I think Darlene uh, had some choice words for Alabama. Yeah, well, you know. We, or a lot of them I, four letters long? I don't carry yeah. a grudge. You know, we don't, I don't carry a grudge. No. Although it was kind of traumatic for Junior, I know that. It was, yeah, yeah. He, he was messed up for a couple of weeks over that. <laughs> I kept patting him, telling him his shoulders, him, it's okay, it's okay, you know. So <laughs> for, for those people who might be listening uh what, the, what we're talking about is the fact that i did used to be in the cigar business and one of my good friends who live in alabama said come on down i'll get you in a lot of shops down here and so i went down and met with junior and we spent a week and i got absolutely zilch nothing worst what can run ahead of my career <laughs> um city, huntsville and birmingham and a total of nine shops <laughs> nine did a, didn't get a damn thing yeah Half of them, we couldn't even get them to sit down and smoke the damn thing. Well, except yeah. one, except for Orange Juice Boy down in Birmingham. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, it was very traumatic for, for Junior. So that's what we were talking about. So really was. I still have flashbacks. <laughs> uh, and speaking of uh, losing places to smoke, Ben uh, sent me this article the other day. But <coughs> excuse me, I promise that's not a COVID cough. It's just a cough. <coughs> so was that okay. one. Oh, <laughs> so was that one. <laughs> so was that one. <laughs> okay. Um, Which article did I send you? Which Chattanooga, one? Tennessee. Um, we used to do, used to oh, do yeah. food up there. Used to be wonderful. Burns East and then Burns downtown. 
uh, two shops in the same city, but they closed Burns downtown uh, a couple weeks ago uh, permanently. No kidding. Yeah, didn't know yeah. that. It's, no, wait a minute. Was it Burns? Not that. Was it the Billiard Club one or the one downtown? Downtown. The Billiard Club one's still there. So the Davidoff Lounge is gone. Yeah, the Davidoff Lounge was the the downtown one then. Yeah. At the time, I don't know if it's still there, but Burns East, the billiard club one, had uh, a room 101 lounge. It did, yeah. That one's probably going to close to, I would guess. There's well, a lot of, I don't know exactly, but there's a lot of contention you told me about between the billiard club and the cigar shop and or something. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I don't know the full details, but it pretty much ruined uh, Tweet Up, which was their biggest money-making event of the year. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. That's unfortunate. The one that out, outside of town had one of the nicest humidors I've ever seen. Yeah. And, you know, it's sad. We met so many good people and and then also Ben. What uh, the? <laughs> Ouch. That wasn't even the back. Exactly. That was in the face. Also the place where uh, Ben tried to, to get me to get him a, a virgin mimosa. Listen, <laughs> we talked about this. I I was mistaken, and it turned out it orange juice. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Orange juice. Was that a virgin mimosa? What you just want some orange juice with your breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna order that next time I go to brunch. So can I get a virgin? You want a fucking glass of orange juice? Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I, if, if you do. I think that was my third drink. I was already buzzed. It was eight o'clock in the morning. I was on my fourth cigar. <laughs> I was just I was lit anyway. Yeah. yeah. Excuses, excuses. I love that, man. You get the eight in the morning, sun was just coming up. You get like a Bloody Mary full breakfast bar and and everything. It was just yeah, I miss it. Good times, good times. Unfortunately, a few the, yeah, the first few events were great, but it just seemed like uh let's face it, they just didn't have a really good logo organizing those things. It just seemed like something catastrophic went wrong every year. <laughs> no, and the last one literally like they had the feud next door, so you didn't have enough seats. You had everybody crammed into areas that were too small. They had a food truck there. Uh, while the food truck that was there, the owner of the food oh, truck's yeah. restaurant caught on fire where a person died trying to put off the fire. I mean, it was, that was bad. a cataclysm of catastrophe. That was, uh, I was not expecting to be. That's all you see something on the news, but you're never there like live when shit goes down. Yeah, we're, we're upstairs and we're like, wait, is that the guy we just got food from? Like, I'm eating his food. His restaurant's on fire. Does he know that? Don't you tell him. Yeah. And like five minutes later, uh, the food truck is gone for the day. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't the, only, that. the only food truck was gone for the day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was a whole other, um, whole other scenario in and of itself. Crazy times. Well, I believe we have covered. Uh, covered everything we wanted to cover tonight appreciate everybody giving us a listen here and we'll see you next time good night Bye, everyone. this is the cigar tipsters podcast <laughs>